coffee and today's guest here with me, so we're ready to roll. Welcome to the Circular Coffee Break podcast, where we will be casually talking about everything circular and beyond. Like always, we hope the podcast is interesting, insightful, and provides new perspectives for all of you. Um, but if you have ideas, feedback, or um, suggestions on, on what we should do differently or who we should invite, um, please leave a comment in your favorite podcasting platform or drop us a note at circularcoffeebreak at gmail.com. Um, I, I think I mentioned it in the last episode. We now also have a webpage, circularcoffeebreak.com. So um, that's the place where you will find all past episodes, some information, and so on. And we also now have a Circular Coffee Break LinkedIn page where you will see posts um, on our guests, what our guests are up to, as well as all our episodes. So follow us on all of these different platforms, and we will make sure you're up to date on everything that's happening in the circular coffee break uh, hemisphere. Good. <clears throat> I'm really excited about my guest today. My guest today is a senior lecturer and RDI expert in digitalization and circular economy. Um, she started off her career in Iran at Babol Cooperative Bank, um, where she held the role of chief executive officer. In 2018, she started as a researcher at La Penranta University of Technology and is today a lecturer on digitalization and circular economy at LAP University of Applied Sciences in La Penranta. She holds a bachelor's degree in industrial engineering from the Masandaran University of Science and Technology. And I'll, I'll ask her to pronounce that properly later on. Um, sorry sorry for, for, for butchering that. And a master's degree from Lutz University in Global Management of Innovation and Technology. Currently, she's completing her PhD at Lutz University with a focus on the role of artificial intelligence, AI, in the transition towards a circular world. And we discussed briefly before uh, we pressed the record button, she's actually, she has handed in her PhD thesis. So from, from that point of view, it's not completing, but I think it's already one step beyond that. So uh, congratulations on that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to talking about circularity in education, as well as the interlinkage between digitalization and circular economy in today's episodes in the research context and beyond. Welcome to the show, Malahat Goreshi. Thank you so much, Michael. Thanks for having me today. Thanks for the great introduction. So, yeah, you pronounce it uh, quite good. I think it's not a, an easy word. Let's say uh, I studied oh, at my bachelor's, Mazandaran University. So quite really good. Thank you, Michael. Good, uh, good. Yeah. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here today. We had many discussions before also together. We know each other, I think, more than five years or, or since I started actually my research in the field. I think you were the main person uh, who first I met in the field because of these uh, you organized. And it was very interesting for me because we couldn't even find this kind of events which were free and you joined, you kind of tried to join <clears throat> 
like uh, universities and researchers to companies. And it was really interesting for me, especially in my, uh, like just the beginning of my career as a researcher, I was lost a lot. So I could have access to many companies and I know you from really that time. And it was really interesting, but thanks again for having me today, Michael. Very excited to be here. And there are so many things to discuss as well, of course. Yeah, as absolutely. Always. <laughs> absolutely. And, and you're referring to the Digitally Circular event series. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, yes. it's great to hear that, that it actually really worked as a platform as we intended it to bring together researchers, companies, students, startups, and, and all of that in this space as, as it basically was very often the case that the digital people were not even in the same building with the sustainability and circularity experts and the business people were, were not even on the same in the same uh, geography, so, so to say. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, that's the case. And I think from my point of view, as as far as I was a student, mm. and I didn't know, for example, as a foreigner, I didn't know that companies very well, for example, to do my research and so on. I was starting my research. So it was really good time and good thing for me that, okay, there is these mm. options and opportunities that I get to know. And I got to know many many people from companies from your events and got to oh, yeah, collaborate perfect. with them and networking. So thank you very much for this effort, for putting this effort also. <laughs> Perfect. No, ab absolutely. More, more than happy. I, I had the same experience. So so. now you, you have been building on, on what you just said. You have been involved in circularity and more specifically the intersection between digital and circularity from a research and teaching perspective for the past five plus years. In your experience, now, what is the current state when it comes to research around circularity? Do you think the research and the research organizations are focusing on the right topic? Are we on top of the game when it comes to specifically that intersection? Yeah, thanks for this question. I think this is really important discussion to start, actually, with the whole topic of circular economy, let's say. So uh, I think, first of all, let's talk about the whole concept of circular economy. Mm -hmm. So uh, we talk about this concept very much. It's very, uh, let's say... Um, a buzzword, let's say everybody is talking about it. the word is talking about it. It's a very hot topic. But uh, one thing that I still think in still in research or in industry point of view, uh, company level point of view, which is a little bit missing, there is this broad topic that we are talking. So mm -hmm. it is not well unified, let's say, that a united definition in, in research, because everybody can see it from different perspective. If we have this, uh, let's say, one definition, of course, that we use from uh, Ellen McCarthy Foundation mm -hmm. as a main concept, but it's still very broad. There is this whole butterfly as a technical and, and biological that we use it but I think the more narrowed and focused definition is still missing and specifically uh, when we are talking about the definition of what does it mean actually the circular economy for example in each company because I think that according to the research and maybe the, the perspective uh, the, the experience that I have my own um, point my own experience let's say <laughs> it's my idea mm -hmm. is that uh, because Companies, they can see it in a different way. 
And mm -hmm. this this was the first thing maybe I learned during my first research also. That uh, for my first research, I chose like three different companies because they were very interesting. They were huge companies uh, in Finland. Two were uh, manufacturing one electronic uh, company, the other one lifting company, and the third one was food industry. So I chose them to do the research on. And yet I think at the end I realized that this was the wrong choice because they had very different perspective mm -hmm. what circular economy is. So there I, I realized that, okay, still we talk about the same thing, right? We talk about this element of a systematic change. But then again, what does it mean in each company? So there is not a quite clarified uh, concept. Everybody can see it in different points, and that's what is happening also in research. So people can, uh, different companies can see it in different point of view. That okay, we see it in our country, mm -hmm. uh, in our company. For For example, secular economy means this, which is right. It's not wrong. Mm -hmm. But then again, there is not a unified, a united, like we don't agree maybe uh, with each other mm -hmm. also. And in some point, it's also... Uh, makes challenges to understand each other also that what you mean okay well it makes sense but not quite for our our industry or our company mm -hmm. so that also brings challenges also when you want to integrate uh, like kind of let's say digital technologies then mm -hmm. or you mm -hmm. want to combine these again two topics but for example this huge uh, butterfly that we have it has different strategies it has different mm -hmm. uh, uh, let's say implementation there's a different solutions uh, so it means different also and you know it better than me for sure it means different but there is also i think there is the lack of guidelines still that what mm -hmm. should companies follow to be circular there is a lack of frameworks there is a lack of tools that where to start actually Where shall we start to be mm -hmm. circular? Like, okay, we change this, we change our business models, we change our strategies. Who are the people we need? That is also very mm -hmm. uh, challenging. The other point that I think, because I was a researcher in business department, let's say in business world. So for example, for a technical point of view or for biological point of view, it's easy because it's, it's, it's easier, let's say not easy, but easier than business point of view, because it's kind of like, okay, clear. So we have to, for example, design this uh, product. We are designing in this way, but it's not circular because of this reason. It, uh, it can't be disassembled. It can't be remanufactured or so on. So that is the technical or engineering point of view. But how about business point of view? So in business point of view, we still, as researchers, I think we still have this lack of understanding what it means in organizational level to be circular. Do our stakeholders really understand what we are talking about? And what are their perspectives? What are their engagement in circular economy? What is the business ecosystem as such for circular economy? These are very much missing, really much missing in from this research point of view in, in organizational level and business point of view. So, of course, uh, the main important thing for any business is that the profit <laughs> And how these circular, the, do these circular like uh, economy solutions? Do they have? Do they make more revenue for them rather than just going linear? And how? Why do they ch have to change it? So the research still 
has the lack there in that point of view, from organizational level point of view, what circular economy means. What do they have? What does it mean to have the systematic change in organizational level? Do we understand that or not? What does it mean by a business ecosystem? So a business ecosystem they have, oh, it's kind of like clear, but I think me and you, we discuss about it also in other sessions, like in other kind of like, I think it was in digitally circular event, what we were, and I asked one of the uh, representatives, I think from a company, one of the speakers, I asked, what does it mean by business ecosystem? What does it mean by ecosystem, circular ecosystem? Do you, could you clarify it? But um, I still think that they, they can't do it. Yeah, I, I think traditionally it was uh, standard setting bodies, the regulators, or then researchers that put forward a common vocabulary. But in circularity, it seems we have not reached that point in like we speak about the topic very differently depending on your role, function, industry, and, and company. Now, the transition to a circular world is basically a systemic change, as you also said. So you have a lot of very different stakeholders involved that need to communicate and collaborate with each other. What do you feel is the role of universities and research institutes going forward in establishing the base and basically enabling this massive change uh, that we're looking at? Yeah, that's actually a very good question because what I have observed also during these years also as a lecturer or like say educator or researcher. So uh, I think... Um, we shouldn't start this circular economy, let's say, or sustainability point of view, let's say. From my perspective, it's a habit. So it should be sustainability or sustainable like solutions or behavior. It starts from a habit that we all should understand why is it important. So we as consumers point of view, our behavior, it affects a lot, uh, you know, uh, in this transition towards circular economy. Then we need education, but we cannot start educating people when they are like uh, entering university level, you know, when they build already their old habits, when they are 20 years old or when they are older and they know the concept of circular economy or sustainability or such like that. So I think that they should, this education for circular economy, for sustainable, it should start from really, really mm -hmm. earlier, like uh, even like, well, childhood or something. We should first as consumers, as humans, like we don't have to put everything on the whole shoulder of like companies, but we should start and change our habits also, our daily, everyday life mm. choices, which affects, of course, so from very much overconsumption perspective to change it to, okay, minimalism, you know, so we don't need this. Do you really need this much of... Uh, consumption of buying or purchasing these products or could you just use a second hand or whatever this is also that what what one thing that i saw also from the now these new generations that they have access to social media they think that every day because they are you know putting on their head that okay when you 
dress up differently, for example, every day. It's so cool. Or you have to behave or overconsumption is very cool. You just have to buy different, for example, mobile phones every day. Every every time that it comes, the new version in, in the market, you just have to change it or whatever, which is totally wrong. But these are the things mm-hmm. that, of course, affects. But on the other side, of course, I think we discussed it also once. We need a more closer collaboration. We have to make this bridge and make it closer collaboration with university level and the companies. Because we as educators, first of all, we have to understand what companies want when they are mm-hmm. changing all this or they have this systematic change towards circular economy. So we have to understand what they need or mm-hmm. what kind of skills they need so that we can also educate more skilled uh, people relevant and suitable for that st- uh, specific mm-hmm. company. And when they are there, they can be useful. So I think there is this need also. And of course, university has a big role. But as as all of us know, this uh, whole transition, or let's say moving towards circular economy, or sustainability, it's not a one one company's work. Like it should be hand in hand with everything. And we are also universities, are also stakeholders. We as uh, individual consumers, we are also stakeholders. We can be seen in this whole ecosystem that we are mm-hmm. talking, which is very important. So we are also stakeholders, like, uh, you know, actors of this uh, uh, big, huge uh, ecosystem. So it's very important to go hand in hand. And universities have big roles because there they have to educate and, and schools. I think it should start from school mm-hmm. level. And we have yeah. it nowadays, for example, Lutz University has build this junior university when they are also promoting mm-hmm. and teaching and there are some companies that I saw that at least they have some it was this uh, I'm not sure of the name I'm not good sorry but I think uh, they have this in milk product they build this on the mm. uh, on the packages so that the kids could for example yeah. scan the barcodes and they could follow that okay what environmental impacts it has or in a in a in a very kind of you know, childish education point mm-hmm. of view as a cartoon yeah. or something mm-hmm. that they could learn. But these are very important, I think. And closer collaboration, yeah, closer collaboration with companies, universities is very important because we have to know what is going on in companies. They should uh, also build uh, what, you know, they should also give this information that, okay, what kind of uh, like, people they need in their company because of this change. So who is needed more and who could have a bigger lo- role? But we have to mm. make this and, and change these strategies all together, hand in hand, yeah. all together. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, again, you're spot on with, with what you're saying in university, but even earlier in school, we teach the next generation of leaders, of business people, of engineers, of all of the people that in the workforce will basically operate our businesses, operate our factories. And if we basically embed the circular thinking, the sustainable thinking very early on in the education, then that will reflect in in decisions later on in the work life. I mean, if if you learn in university about business cases and all business cases are production growth driven, then naturally that will be the first thing you think of 
if you're actually sitting in the chair at the desk and you need to think about how you grow the revenue of your company. If that's different, then you might think about other different models, uh, reuse, refurbish, and, and rental business models. Exactly. And actually, one project that we are involved in, I, I really like it. It's this, you know, this uh, Horizon 22 projects, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, European projects. So we are involved in one of them. And it's very interesting because uh, they now require us to write a paper. So as university, we always write these publications, research and mm-hmm. so on. So they require us to write the paper, make it short. Like uh, we have, we published uh, one paper, for mm-hmm. example, about um, circularity let's say, in in, in electronic sector. Mm-hmm. And we discuss about recycling, remanufacturing, uh, somehow about this kind of stuff. So we have to write a summary of that paper in uh, two, three pages, make mm-hmm. it very short. And then as our, because uh, when you know that when we write these papers, we have the reviewers, mm-hmm. which are experts, of course, and they give their feedbacks. As our reviewers, we have to send it to the high school students. <laughs> so <cool>. this is, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think this I like is that. very interesting. I have never done that. Mm-hmm. And it actually made me think, how should I write it so that they will understand what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So they ask us to write, to summarize these papers and we have to send it to them. They review and they give us feedback about cool. it. Cool, cool. <laughs> I think it's very interesting. I have never done that. I mean, actually, it makes me a little bit stressed because then I, I don't know. But I think this is cool because we have to yeah, yeah, also yeah, understand that we are not only talking to, you know, high level or scientific level, but mm-hmm. we have to write in a way that, or we have to explain in a way that these young younger people should understand Absolutely. and should understand what is the benefit, what is the value that for them. Absolutely. No, so, I, I fully, I fully agree. I think it, it makes it much more accessible, and, yes. and and gets across the message um, to the people that most likely you could argue are the most important target audience of the, exactly. of the research you're doing. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, it was a little bit of surprise and <laughs> shock for everybody in the team. There, we were like, "What? What? <laughs> like, why? Why should we ask like, uh, like these teenagers, like high school students, like, how would we write? Like, I don't know. They don't know about like referencing mm-hmm. citation mm-hmm. or like, mm-hmm. is the topic is familiar with them? Like we were talking about. They were like, okay, we don't know how you are managing this, but you have to do that. <laughs> we, I like we that. Expect I you really like that. To yeah, I was like, we expect you to write it in a way that you they will understand first of all, and they should uh, provide feedback mm-hmm. and comments mm-hmm. to your work. I was like, okay, let's see. Cool. But we can discuss about it when I get the feedbacks <laughs> and we are done with it. I can discuss with you. Yeah, let, let's, <laughs> let's come back on on one of the future episodes. I'm really <laughs> eager to hear that because I really, I mean, we're so often talking about this out of the box thinking that's required to make research more yes. accessible to basically yes. bring also the younger younger generation closer to the research and and make sure that they understand because i think a lot of the skepticism towards research and researchers is partially due to the fact that people just don't understand what 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 researchers are talking about so if you make that accessible that's naturally a major step yeah i think this is very good step to start also for us uh i was thinking of myself also Mm -hmm. how to make it more like a 
more simple and understandable mm. for others also. So you write it, but it's like, okay, uh, like 10 pages, of course, mm. it's like a lot of effort also for yeah, researchers yeah, yeah. to do that. It's yeah. not easy, but but then how you make it more uh, simplified, let's yeah. say, how how can you make it more simple, yeah. simple to yeah. others, like to the, oh, yeah. the, the common society to understand it? And so like really, interesting. really interesting, interesting also, I think. Cool. Um, let's shift gears a little bit, maybe. Okay. And talk yes. about the role of digital technology in the transition to circularity. Um, in the context of your, your PhD thesis, in the context of your research, as well as your teaching, you've been looking a lot into that intersection between digital and circularity. Um, what role, from your experience, do you think technology can play and how can we basically enable technology uh, to drive innovation or how can we use technology as an enabler to drive innovation that enables circularity from, from your experience? So that is a very good question. As you know, this is like very close to my heart. I have been researching on this topic, um, discussing about this topic and also like uh, teaching. And it has, mm -hmm. it, I think in all the steps, it all had uh, different challenges. Like uh, when you do the research, it has in own challenges. When you're teaching it again, you're like, okay, Uh, where are we with these digital technologies? That it's very interesting. Everybody is talking about it, but where are we now with this technology? Because mm -hmm. I think ChatGPT bringing this, uh, like uh, ChatGPT thing and AI thing, it showed us that uh, what we expected maybe in 10 years, it just happened, right? Mm -hmm. Really, it's it's closer than what we thought about it. So, because this was the thing that we could uh, expect, like like at least five to six mm. years later to, to, but it just mm. happened like okay we are here already so uh, yeah but about the digital technology so um my uh, i can talk about of course the main uh technologies that was uh closer to my research like of course mm -hmm. i have been focusing on an ai artificial intelligence but mm -hmm. of course uh i had this collaboration or during the research we saw the role of iot internet of things the internet of things or blockchains or uh, somehow 3d printings also additive manufacturing also in in circular economy because uh they have different roles let's say uh they are very interesting and i i discuss also where we are now but uh from artificial intelligence point of view, because of course now we know about it, so it is uh, important to analyze data, for example, mm -hmm. for companies. Uh, we live in a world full of data nowadays, and data is very important. And we talk about, when we start talking about these technologies as such, let's say, uh, this data is actually the link When we when it comes to circular economy, the intersection, and that, that is what I discuss also. Uh, in my research on PhD. So data mm -hmm. is actually the intersection when these two circular economy and digital technologies as industry 4.0 technologies, they, uh, they come together and they uh, actually uh, need it like, because mm -hmm. these industry 4.0 technologies such as AI, IoT or blockchain, they have these capabilities of dealing with this 
data thing, which uh, collecting these data things, for example, mm-hmm. IoT with sensors, or then when we want to analyze data, there is this AI, and then uh, blockchain, for example, it keeps the safe environment to keep the data or ensures that this data is safe and uh, not accessible for everybody mm-hmm. or whatever, so that companies, if they are sharing, uh, also it's a safe area and they can trust each other. It makes it more reliable, let's say. But also, uh, when it comes to these technologies, it also, when we discuss about, I, I want to show you that how everything is related to each other. <laughs> so we talked about business ecosystem. They have to be mm. more open together. They have to make more partnership so that they can uh, make this circularity happen, for example. And then, uh, of course, for sharing this data, then we need this technologies to share the data, to track the whole supply chain, which is really huge and which is very important for us. We want to know where this product comes from, let's say, Uh, From the beginning point of circularity, it's product design. I have discussed about it uh, a lot and I'm still there. And I think there is much more research needed in product design point of view in circular economy, because Mm -hmm. many people think that circular economy is is about recycling. And no, this is the last point. It's not about recycling, but the start point actually is designing. So we want Mm -hmm. to know where this material comes from, what actually this product uh, is Mm -hmm. made of and so on. So data starts from there, exactly. So we want to keep that data from the whole supply chain. And then uh, we build this product and then we share this product. We sell this product. Who goes, uh, like who Mm -hmm. has this product, uh, where it goes. Like we have the manufacturing company in in one country and then they sell the product worldwide. So we want to track the whole supply chain until the product ends of life. So Mm -hmm. who are our customers and how many times they can reuse this product because we want to extend the life cycle of the product. We don't want it to end up to the uh, uh, to the land so easily. Mm. We don't want that recycling. We want to postpone the recycling as well. Recycling is not very much uh, efficient, we, <laughs> but it's the last solution, let's say. Mm. But yeah. during this whole supply chain, during this whole process, there are so many other solutions. And of course, there is so much data happening and a huge volume of data in hand, which could be really useful for companies and uh, to build the new solutions, to build the new business models. So there comes the these uh, the role of these uh, industry 4.0 technologies mm-hmm. as such to gather the data, uh, collect the data through IoT sensors, and then uh, analyze this data is very important, of course, because then we need AI, which is capable of that. And then also, then we need this blockchain. But um, yeah, these are the holistic point of view, of course. I don't want to go very much in detail, but this is the holistic point of view. We have this huge supply chain and we need to track it so Mm -hmm. that we are perfectly achieving, but we cannot be perfect, but still we can, it can Mm -hmm. help us to better achieve the circularity. Uh, goals yeah, that absolutely. we have so yeah i mean uh if you want to know for example if the, your product is uh remanufactured or reusable or any kind of things like for the characteristic of uh, that specific product of course you have to track the life cycle of that product also mm-hmm. S- especially when it comes to the huge products like for example uh 
laundry machine or even bigger, like, a, um, I don't know, these lifting products. So, for example, mm-hmm. these are very important point of view. So uh, going there to the site and, and, and uh, doing this maintenance service, which is not needed, for example, uh, so it's costly. It's not environmental friendly, mm. and uh, they require some people. They new, require many transportation, which also bring uh, like creates CO two and so on. But using the sensors, for example, that is what one company is doing, and you know that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. it's repetitive for you. But you know uh, that they have these IoT sensors that mm-hmm. they can collect, yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it shows them the data about like uh, the condition of that lifting machines and so on. But they can remotely, like uh, you know, observe and control mm-hmm. it, and then. Um, they will know the breakout times and uh, breakdown times and when the failure is coming to prevent it. So we want to prevent these failures. We want to prevent mm-hmm. the reuse, the, like let's say extracting the materials which is not needed. Like, mm-hmm. uh, no. So. Uh, no, ab- absolutely. And, and I think um, what you're saying is absolutely right. It's, it's basically to look at the technology in the context of the operations, not just at where can we use digital in the circularity context, but look at your supply chain, look at your value chain, even beyond the supply chain. Yes. And I think there's currently a lot of EU-level initiatives on digital passports for textile and for electronics and, and so on yes. that, that are yes. basically aiming exactly for that. Yes, but still it's very challenging because it's still like, a, you know, it's, uh, it's really kind not new, but uh, still, uh, we are in, just in the start point of using these technologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the companies which are, for example, well established, especially for big companies, when then there is the there is this discussion and the need for entrepreneurs. So now we we see that uh, we need more startups because the change for companies, for example, to have these solutions, it's a manufacturing company which is built very well established for many years. It's, working it's very difficult to come up with these solutions that okay what do we need to do for example mm-hmm. with our yeah, uh, surpluses or what do we need to do to go circular but then there is these startups who come use these digital technologies and then they give them the solutions to kind of like maybe uh, connect them with other partners connect them with more consumers or bringing more uh, solutions that it would be difficult. So that is the role of digital platforms. We have many startups which are actually uh, integrating these digital platforms as their solutions. And it's uh, really interesting, I think, in food industry, for example, uh, as you know, and, and other industries. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Good. The coffee is empty and it's unfortunately time to wrap up this episode of the Circular Coffee Break. Thanks a lot, Malahat, for joining me today. I could have discussed for another half hour without any problem. So let's see if if you're able to join back in a future episode and we take it from here. Thank you, Michael, for this great discussion, for inviting me, having me today. Perfect. Thank you. Great. To all you out there, we definitely hope that today's episode was inspiring, gave you some new ideas, some new thoughts. Um, If you have any comments, ideas, or suggestions, please let us know by leaving a comment either on your favorite podcasting platform or just drop us a note at 
circularcoffeebreak at gmail.com. Um, also remember to subscribe to the Circular Coffee Break LinkedIn page, uh, where we will basically be publishing new episodes on a bi-weekly basis. And I can tell you, we have a couple of very interesting guests also coming up in the future. So it's definitely worth staying tuned to also hear those perspectives on circularity and uh, different aspects of it. With that, um, I'm looking forward to seeing all of you here on The Circular Coffee.